Hooray! <laughs> God. Oh, my God. It's going to be so... It's going to be the thing that I'm going to think about every single time now. So I ever pressed it, ever pressed it, ever pressed it. Um, hello, Dan. How are you? Hello, Dan. Yeah, I'm very well. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got uh, a Nexus Knights. This is the Temporal Trek Nexus Knights. Yes, Nexus Knights, mate. This is the quality. This is quality. This is. This is it. This is it. We've got no plans. We don't have to keep to timey wiminess. We don't have to no. do scenes and notes and all that. And malarkey uh it's just us talking track uh a treco babble as i've been sort of calling it on our little yes. spreadsheet so i don't know really what what to call it we don't really have a thing or a segment um but just catching up on trek and and everything yeah. else therein yeah um uh we've got two episodes of picard the finishing of yes. the cards sort of just general impressions of that yeah. as we will be coming back to the card quite shortly we for will. temporal trek itself uh because obviously we've got to go back and do 2024 again um so we'll do picard strange new worlds now thanks to some ferengi pirate who uh, got some crystals from an orion who uh, yes. met a rigelian trader uh, we managed to somehow get access to the episode i don't know how it happened it sort of fell into our laps it's almost like we're living in the 21st century isn't it it's crazy it's crazy yeah. i mean i thought that information could only be di- disseminated one region at a time over the course of 18 months but Absolutely. exactly it's, yeah. you know, it's right there. It's very yeah. strange. strange. Um, no. Actually, uh, one other thing was, have you seen Prodigy yet? No, what? I haven't actually. No. Oh, okay. No, I've, I've got to sit down and watch that. In fact, that's um, on my list of things to do. Well, it's one less thing but, you have to talk about. So it makes yeah, it sense. I haven't actually uh, <laughs> sat down and done it yet. Don't worry. I've watched it twice now. Oh. Uh, have you? Right. Uh, all uh, 10 episodes are now on Sky. So the yeah. whole first season is done. Um, I did one full setting just on my own just to sort of check that it was okay for the kids to watch. Yep. Absolutely fine. There's one pretty scary episode. Like, if you really think about it, it's quite unnerving. Yep. Um, uh, but my middle child sat through the whole uh, first season yesterday and did it in two hours from beginning to end, and he loved it. He's really? absolutely oh, brilliant. Hooked. So I've got him on both the animated shows now, Lower Decks and really? Prodigy. Oh, cool. So, yes, I'm getting one of them. I'm getting one of them. Yes. And how is old is he? He is nine. Uh, okay. So he's joined the Sea Cadets. He's sort of getting into like yeah. other things, finding yeah. new hobbies and interests and stuff like yeah. that. Is all the update, uh, It's probably just a standard update, Bob's. Yeah. Oh, uh, for the listeners outside, because obviously you won't hear the Temple Trek that he's on and yeah. for quite a number of weeks. Uh, my uh, youngest son is actually home at the moment and he's currently playing on the Xbox as he uh, was very sick the other day and has uh, had to stay home under the policy of the school for 48 hours. He can't go back in. Uh, believe me, they wouldn't want him back in. It was very messy. Um, but there we go. Uh, so we'll do Picard first. So yes. We've got two episodes, the last two episodes of Picard to think about. Yes. So we had, uh, oh my God, what are the names of the episodes? Uh, no, Farewell is the Farewell, last one. Farewell, yeah, is the last one. Is it Hide and Seek and Farewell? I think it is Hide and Seek. That rings a bell. Yes. Yeah. So Hide and Seek was sort of the Home Alone, uh, the Chateau Picard. Oh, yes, to, yes. Trying to hide from the Borg drones. Yeah. Slash SWAT team. Um, yeah. And uh, the, the race to try and um well basically just sort out picard's backstory yes. and we sort of figure out a little bit more about uh what happened to his mum uh the the tragedy uh, as, as it were um so any thoughts on that episode i enjoyed this episode but i didn't think it was the best by any means 
I, I don't think they did the sort of the hide and seek very well, really. Mm. It was all right, but I don't know. It it felt a little bit stock. Felt a little bit underdone, maybe. Mm. But generally, it was okay. It was okay again. It was okay, but mm. I think um, I don't think it was the strongest episode of the of the season. Um, I mean, obviously, there was the whole thing with the you know, obviously, this is a, a trigger warning really for this, but you know, you know, the whole sort of suicide thing was in there, yeah, yeah. um, which I thought was well handled actually. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think um, it was important to do. Um, I think, I, I think, as I said before, I think on the Nexus Nights actually was, I don't think they've dealt with the the issues around Picard's father and his behaviour and actions very well. Mm. Um, and I think this episode worked in the in that sort of that stuff with with his mum. I mm. think it brought conclusion. You know, an awful conclusion, obviously, but a conclusion and really a very strong, um, what's the word? I don't know if impulse is quite the right word, but a strong sort of understanding of, of Picard's character. Mm. You know, a for, form, formative moment in Picard's life. Mm. Um, and I think when if you now look at some of his actions in, in TNG, there's, there's sense in that, you know, the, the fact that he never forms a, any kind of lasting relationship. I mean, I think the, the sort of stuff around the fact that he, you know, doesn't join, I know it's a sort of small thing, but he doesn't join the, the, the command guys playing poker until the end. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't quite, you know, he, he, you can see like a, a fear of loss, mm -hmm. a fear of, of risking like being too close to people. I think you can see that now. If you, you know, not that I've watched TNG since this, obviously, but mm. I think that you know it makes sense for his character. It wasn't like, you know, you know, like they when they do stuff sometimes, and 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 you sort of when you, when you sort of you know taking Picard now forward, mm. there's always that risk of putting things in that don't sort of fit with what happened previously. Yeah, this to me feels like it would. I can see this. I mean, maybe in some ways he he is far better. Um, what's the word? Able to deal with the world than maybe he would have been after that experience. So mm. actually, that's the only thing. You know, maybe you know, the fact he's able to still be a functioning sort of you know highly functioning person and stuff. But that maybe is to do with the the sort of mental health care that would be be there in the twenty fourth century. Very true. Um, but yeah, I, th I think so. I think that was done really well. But I think overall, I, I didn't overly enjoy the sort of the, the whole sort of shootout bits and stuff. It was okay, but yeah, mm. I'm going to stop now because I've run out no. of ideas. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that's fine. That's perfect. I, I always talk too much on the Temple Trek, so I'm, I'm more than happy to, 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 to agree with you on that because I felt the exact same way that the action beats just didn't feel like they needed to happen the way they did mm. it, it felt 
like there was a very anticlimactic feel to the action beats. Um, There were some interesting choices, like when they beamed out the drones and then had to beam them inside the the wall. Although that does, in my temporal trek brain, think, hang on a minute, is there a bunch of skeletons by the time Picard (laughs) is living there? And is is that something he saw when he was a kid, when he was down there? And it's always been that. And no one ever thought to ask, why are there a bunch of skeletons encased in the wall? doesn't make any sense and how, how come they've got all this metal stuff inside their bodies it doesn't make any sense um yeah uh the 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 Sm- the seven and raffi character moments where they were actually yeah. having talks in between yeah. the action beats really enjoyed and i was kind of hoping that there was a smart solution to outthinking these borg swap teams um you know rather than the you know fisticuffs and and swing around and shoot things and all this kind of stuff that they did uh, you know the, the beaming out the the drones and then putting them inside the wall that made perfect sense there was a, a smart solution by having the serena in there yeah of course we do have the borg queen and Girati battling it out for who's going to control the body uh, in yeah. this episode as well and she sort of convinces the borg queen to try another tact hmm. um that was the bit that really i don't know it got me questioning uh, did i like that because that if all it took was to convince the ball queen, hang a minute, why don't we just ask people if they want to be in the collective? That seems like a massive error. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I've forgotten about that bit. Um, like I, how it played out in the episode, believable because yeah. they've they've stated throughout this episode that Girati has some sort of control over her emotions. Yeah. They've done all this sort of thing. There's even a line from Rios in the very first episode, you know, I've I've found it best not not to argue with her and just let her go with it. So in the episode it makes sense. Yes. But then stepping out of that into the wider context of yeah. the franchise and Star yeah. Trek in general, if all it took was telling the Borg queen, why don't we ask for people to join, not conquer? I don't know. Just some, something seems weird about that. I don't know why. I know what you mean, but I think. Uh, do you know what? I was just as you were talking. I was just thinking that there is a there is a PhD paper in this. Mm. You know, the sort of how the the body and the mind. You know, it's Durati's body, mm-hmm. and it's the Borg Queen's mind with Durati's mind there as well. And how these two, you know, how does this work? And maybe that I'm trying to think. You know, of, of sort of my, my proposal as we speak, but go for it. <laughs> you know, she has this. You know, she has control of the body. She is the body, and she has control of her mind. And mm. this is an in sort of a mind coming in. Would it be slightly weakened by that? Oh, so she so maybe would, had some defenses, like um, exactly, yeah, mental the, defenses. Sort of the existing ah. body, the existing being, would in some ways be stronger. It'd been in that that body for longer obviously and that sort of stuff i mean i'm just sort of thinking off the top of my head really here mm-hmm. but do you know what i mean so maybe that's what it is that she was the, the ball queen was slightly weakened by losing her body and only being a sort of a mind or a not a mind a, a i don't know a consciousness mm. and so Girati was able to influence strong more strongly than she would have been if it was two bodies talking to each other if that makes sense interesting yeah Oh, I like that. Yeah. So, uh, the, and I suppose that then would parallel quite nicely with Picard's story that 
you know, he's lived his entire life with this emotional damage of uh, yep. his mother's actions and his father's actions and everything he did, uh, which was completely villainous, um, yep. you know, locking her away in the room. Yeah. Um, you know, he's never dealt with it. He's never stood back and dealt with it. And now he's in his 90s. He's then uh, finally coming to terms with it because he's, he's been forced to by Q and circumstances and so on. So, yeah, I suppose the Borg Queen for hundreds of years has been enslaving people because that's all that she thought was yeah. was possible. It's only when she has to then question herself or, or yes. think differently um, that she adapts. She adapts, I suppose. Yeah, yeah it's made absolutely. Sense. Yeah. It's the sort of idea of a dual mind, you know. Yeah. What does that do? You know, how does that? It's almost. Mm. I mean, it's almost like a Siamese twin, isn't it? Yes. You know, in a way, you know, you're sort of mm. you're so intrinsically linked mm. that you know your 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 twin sort of influences you in ways that a twin that you know is separate from your body. Mm-hmm. just couldn't do or wouldn't do because so you know suddenly you've got two minds or two consciousnesses in one mind mm. what does that do to your own mind you know sort of there's there's got to be a sort of crossover where mm. the two minds come together or the two consciousnesses come together mm. a little bit you know there's overlap and that overlap can influence each other you know mm. i don't know, I don't know. <laughs> and yeah and i suppose in a real world context then you'd have people with multiple personality disorders um uh, or i don't know do we, do we say disorders anymore or is it more multiple dis- uh, personality um issues shall we say or, yeah. or concerns yeah. um uh that that is there a a precedent for the merging of personalities and it mm. forms a new personality an overriding personality for people who are recovering from those sorts of issues um and i wonder if that maybe could be a real world explanation for why the, the queen can change. Um, as you say, she's in there. Um, so, uh, yeah, so we had the, the Home Alone uh, Shatter Picard, we've had the Ball Queen changing. Um, what else happened in this episode? We kind they went off in the La Serena, didn't they? Yeah, they took the La Serena, and the, yeah. there's another Borg cooperative. Yes. Uh, at the same time, there's the collective for 400 years or so of yep. history. Um, although, is it 400 years or did she sort of go off for a couple of days? And when they first appeared in the first episode of season two, yes. they came through a temporal anomaly. Yes. So have they actually been there for 400 years mm. or did they go away, adapt the Lesser Serena, uh, you know, uh, asked a few people to join the collective and then traveled into the future, knowing that Picard would be there at that specific time. Yes. I'm just wondering if, yeah, because that seems really heartless that there's 400 years of history and she didn't once try to get involved or, yeah. or change something. Um, yeah, very strange. Very strange. I don't know is the honest answer. <laughs> okay. I, um, I think it must be a period of time because I did think actually I watched I watched episode one again last night mm. and um, there are echoes of the surrender, the shape almost mm. in in the Borg ship yeah so they've obviously sort of built on it and developed but that would take a certain even for a borg that would take time mm-hmm. um so i think no i think they have spent time how long exactly that's a good question actually i hadn't thought of that but mm. yeah there's definitely a time time sort of gone by before they come through the rift yeah mm. and is there a holographic elnor also yes, out there. Yeah. So are there now two Elnors? Because yes. there's the holographic one, and then you've got the one that we will eventually get in the next episode when we do yes. farewell. Um, uh, so farewell, 
Uh, yes, farewell. We, we finally well, go not, back. Not to... Let's let's talk more before yeah. we say farewell. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Go. No. No. Yeah, no, yeah, no, right. no okay, sorry. <laughs> no. It was a joke. It was a joke. As a joke. As a joke. As a joke. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's talk farewell. <laughs> yeah. We're getting. Uh, uh farewell we come back to the Rene picard story um we finally get a a resolution with q um and we go back to the proper century and and time and and everything's sort of fixed ish yes yeah um uh, oh and we get a very big cameo as well just towards the end which may or may not set up something for season three or yeah maybe a whole new series all of its own yes indeed uh, so mm-hmm. Rene Picard, the Rene Picard story comes yes. back. Um, yes. Did you feel like they were going to come back to it? Or Yes, I thought they must have to, yeah. They needed to because it was a major part of the, the season, really. I mean, even though Rene wasn't in it all that much, the underlying thing of, of the need for this this um, mission to go ahead mm. was the sort of driving force, really, of the, of the, of the, of the season in lots of ways, wasn't it? It's sort mm. of the... Yeah, this is what we've got to we've got to save. Hmm. So it had to be resolved in some way. Hmm. Definitely. Yeah, or just to see it happen, I suppose, just to see the, yeah. the rocket launch. Whether they needed the the whole uh Mission Impossible, she needs to get in and, and have a yeah. word with her or anything. You know, they did they explained later that actually this is a nicer version of the timeline because she actually got to meet Renee and all this sort of thing. But just to see that the rocket launched, mission successful, everything's fine. Yeah. Um it was nice to have it back. Yeah. Um, yeah so, yeah, the, the Mission Impossible element, that she actually finally got to speak to Renee. Renee has always sort of known she was there, but not yeah. quite sort of knew who she was. Um, just any thoughts on on that? I really like that whole bit of the story. I, I, I think um, it's... It, it, I think it was a strange, not a strange decision, but I, I, I'm not sure I would have made the same decision to, to use Laris or the actress, Orla Brady, in that role, personally. Mm-hmm. So that's the only sort of really negative thing I have to say about that whole story. I think it's pretty good, actually. I like the way they brought back the whole idea of Gary, Se- Gary, Gary mm-hmm. Seven and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And, you know, it was Renee. Uh, sorry, it was, um, I can't think of her name, Laris, but I can't think of the name of, Oh, uh, Tallinn? Tallinn, yes. Mm. Um, so I like that. I like that a lot. In fact, I, I, you know, I, I, um, I'm a big fan of um, of that episode, which again, I can't think. Um, oh, Assignment Earth? Assignment Earth. I couldn't mm. think. I was thinking Operation <laughs> Earth. I was thinking Assignment Earth, yes. Yeah, it's Operation I Annihilate re- and Assignment yeah. Earth. I get them mixed up all the time yeah. as well. So I really like that episode. And... Um, so I'm really glad that come back. And I, I really like the way, I think that there's a bit when she says to Picard about, you know, you can't, I have to decide my own fate. You know, I have to sort of, you know, this is what I've lived for. Yes, you know, this has been my life and I need to complete this, you know. And again, it was like a very, it's, it's a theme, I think, of this sort of, it's completion, a right word for it, but it's like this, sort of being yourself, being who you need to be and finding the answer or the end, you know, finding the point. So Picard, you know, finally deals with his mother's suicide. Mm. You know, um, Laris, uh, not Laris, Tallinn um, (laughs) fulfills her sort of, you know, this is the, you know, the ultimate sort of sacrifice for her, Mm. for her, um, her life's work, you know, 
Renee completes her, not completes her life work, but she makes that, you know, she finally, she goes to space and she does what she's going to do, you know, and she, mm. she plays that role. And so I think, um, I think the way the, the death is good. I mean, that sounds really bizarre to say that, but <laughs> I think it was the right thing in some way. It was almost, you needed that in some way. I think um, it was a sacrifice that she made mm. and it, and it, you know, she saved humanity, really. You know, her actions effectively were the thing that, that sort of made, sort of put Sung, made Sung believe he'd achieved what he needed to achieve. Mm-hmm. And so allowed Renee to, to go to space, you know. Um, so, yeah, I really like it. Yeah, I think it was mm-hmm. a very good storyline. That I, I, like, I like this episode, actually, much more than I do the previous one. Yeah. I think this is a pretty good episode, and I think it's a pretty good season ender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it felt like last week or the last episode, they were rushing towards the end. I was thinking, oh, they're going to go the season one route and it's all going to be too naffy and and it doesn't quite gel together. But that was just the action beat. I suppose I keep forgetting that really we should think of these seasons as one protracted, long two-parter episode, Mm. you know, Last week was the action beat just before the, the little resolution. And this is the, the conversation, you know, the, the epilogue yeah. at the end. Uh, this is the bit with, you know, Kirk and Spock on the bridge having a laugh about yes. the end or, or finishing yeah, off, yeah. you know, yeah. what did we learn this week? You know, this kind of yeah. stuff. Um, it, it's it, it needed the action last week so that you could then yeah. take the moment and to have so many great speeches between all the characters yeah. this week. Um, and yeah, uh, the, Talon finally getting to meet her, say goodbye, and then that's it. She she ends her, her mission, but she also ends her life as well. Um, yeah, and she finally got to sort of uh, 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 use her holographic ears yes. and use everything else in that Mission Impossible style of changing the face and all this sort of thing. Yes, Bob. Yeah, I'm almost done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, and keeping in that theme, obviously we do get a cameo towards the end of the episode where we find out a little bit more about the travelers and yes. who they are and who they actually work for. These these people, these people who are assigned to various parts of Earth. And Wesley Crusher's back. Yes, the traveler Wesley Crusher. It's odd because at no point is the traveler even a possibility in this storyline. However, if they are setting up something for season three, it will probably make sense. Or if they're setting up something for Wesley and the Travellers in some sort of assignment Earth series and Wesley will be the cameo that comes in every now and then, even better. I would love to to see more people. It kind of makes me think, does this mean that all of the Travellers supervisors are displaced people in time, that he takes them out? Mm -hmm. Because he takes Corey at the end of this episode and says that you've now got this new mission, this thing to do, um, where he takes her, where they're going. I'm not entirely sure. But the fan service of yes. where, where's the question, and did it make any sense, and was it good? I guess, I mean, it, it didn't make any sense unless, as you say, that they're, they're, they're lining something up somewhere along the line. I would say either for season three, or I think probably more likely another maybe a mini series or some kind of something. Mm. Um, so no, it doesn't make any sense really, but I really liked it. Mm. It was really cool. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm not a, a massive fan of Wesley Crusher. 
<laughs> but I really like Will Wheaton actually. Yeah, yeah. I think he's really cool. You know, he's, you know, and um, so yeah, I, I liked it. I mean, there's been a bit of sort of this uh, quite mixed reaction, isn't there? Really, I think. Um, but I liked it. I think you know why not in a way. You know, you know, I'm not a fan service man. Yeah, yeah. But I don't mind a bit of fan service every so often, and, and this was, you know, <laughs> this was sort of harmless mm-hmm. fan service. You know, it wasn't. You know, they didn't need to do it, but I think they're setting something up. Definitely, yeah. yeah. It's just as you say, there's no, there's literally no sense to it if there's not something coming from it. Mm. It makes no sense at all. You know. Yeah. Because so if they spent a, just a few lines here or there throughout the episode of like something seems to be holding Q back, something seems to be altering everything. Then. Maybe have Guinan say that there there is another presence here, but it's not an active player, you know. And then you know, th- as we go through the episodes, you start thinking, oh, it's Talon because she's the supervisor, and that's it. But then there's still some more conversation. There's still another player here. It still doesn't make sense. Why is all this happening? And then you bring in the fact that it's the traveler, and I've been sort of you know holding Q back so he can't use his powers. I've been doing all this, and it stops people from from doing things. So I feel like if there wasn't enough build up. Mm. Right. Yeah, I think that's true. So that when it actually happens, you're like, oh, so when that happened in season three, uh, episode four, and all this, oh, that makes sense. And there wasn't yeah. that oh moment. It was like a oh, it's, it's Will, Wesley Crusher and Will and yeah. the Travelers, and this would be fun. Yes. Um, but it doesn't. It didn't feel like it was as earned as it could have been. Saying that, however, it's the Travelers. It's supervisors. I mean, if it is a backdoor pilot for Assignment Earth, the series. I'm all up for that. I Me too. really want to say Absolutely, that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. could it tie into this little anomaly that we had at the very end as yes, well? Could do, yeah. Um, yeah, we've now got the, the Borg cooperative who are, yeah. uh, you know, watching the gates, as they said, um, in the future. And this could lead to some timey-wimey adventures and traveling things. Please don't be that because that's going <laughs> to really mess up Temple Trek. But there we go. We're never going to get to TOS at this point. I know, I think you're right, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, would you want to see that or something else? No, I'd, I'd love to see that, yeah. As I say, I would have loved to have seen Assignment Earth in the 60s. Yeah. I think could, it would have been... Could yeah. be a period piece. You could easily do yeah. it. Um, uh, you could have Corey, you know, going back into the 60s and we have some more stuff. So, yeah, could work. Yeah. Um, right. Uh, the farewell to Q. Q's yes. big send-off. That is the big sort of emotional moment. Yeah. And we find out why Q was doing everything he was doing. Um, yeah. Goodbye, John Delancey. Yeah. Yeah. In, again, another interesting move, I think. Mm. Um, I mean, it was in the car, on the cards right from the beginning. You know, I think everyone sort of guessed or didn't even guess, maybe some wrong words, realised pretty quickly that it was something wrong with Q and mm. it was on the way out. Um and I think um, I think they was done again and done really well. You know, I, I'm not really very um, good with sort of lovey dovey stuff. Not that, you know, I'm not heartless or anything, but you know, but I think they they played. They could have been over over schmaltzy quite mm-hmm. easily, and mm-hmm. I don't think it was. I think it was played pretty well. Yeah, I think um, you know it's really interesting because again, like what they've done well here is that. If you look back at TNG now, 
you can see a sort of affection from Q for mm-hmm. Picard. Mm-hmm. It's a very odd one. It's a very sort of, you know, <laughs> but there is an affection there. There is a, you know, and this was, I think this, this did this really well. It, it, it sort of, again, we come to an ending, another ending, another, you know, sort of um, completion of a, of a story. And, and this was, I think, well done. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. As I say, I'm not the one for sort of, you know, schmaltzy endings or anything, but I thought it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Having him sort of say that, you know, gods don't play pet play favorites but actually they kind of do yeah. and and you're one of my favorites yeah. um and I'm, I'm kind of guessing that Wayne must be the other favorite in yeah. that equation and uh certainly not cisco because he got punched in the mouth didn't he? <laughs> exactly. Boom, straight in the bracket um <laughs> but uh yeah i mean it's always been there picard has always been a weird fascination of cues and yeah even in tapestry when he's helping him sort out his life. Um, So for him to do it again, but a different emotional beat. Uh, So it's, you know, not necessarily uh, his career and where he would have gone with his life. This time it's what's holding him back from having, you know, meaningful relationships with people uh, and getting over a a hang up. Um, Yeah. uh, It seems a very far way to go to sort out, uh, a single yes. crisis True. you know he managed to do it in five seconds whilst he was on the table being uh, operated on in um sick bay with uh, beverly and tapestry but this <laughs> took a whole time travel mission <laughs> to sort out uh, but he's created possibly a new timeline again mm-hmm. thinking in my temporal trek thing because did this uh timeline where talon gets to meet renee happen in the timeline we've been presumably living in this whole time good question like, are we now looking at everything after Picard is a brand new yep. timeline, effectively? Mm-hmm. Um, so every other series is slightly, it's the, the Talon got to meet Renee timeline, whereas the other one was like, Renee still got to complete a mission, but Talon never got to meet her. I don't know. It, no. it could be something else. Uh, but again, Q does sort of snap his fingers and restore everything. Yep. Um, Rios doesn't go with them. Yes. So yes. Rios was always destined to do this, or again, is it again another timey wimey timeline? I think he was always destined. Yeah, right from the moment he met that the, the, the doctor, mm-hmm. it just it was one of those, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it was going to happen. Yeah, and I suppose Guinan does say that the photo was always there. Yes. So he just never noticed who it was. Yeah. All right, hang on a second. What do you want? Um, okay well i can do that for you when we finish okay yeah um yeah uh yeah he was always going to be doing it and you kind of got hints that he wanted to stay behind and everything like that is it a believable choice i mean i I know that there is this love story between him and the doctor and that makes sense but is it a believable choice that he would stay in the 21st century? I mean, knowing everything he's gone through, he went, you know, he was almost arrested by ICE and sent and deported. Um, it, it, does it make sense that he would want to stay in that century and not bring them with him? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think if I was from the future, I would go back to the future with my past person. Yeah. That's what I would do, I think. <laughs> yeah. But we do find out that obviously the boy does use whatever Renee yes. Picard finds 
and we finally get the resolution of what exactly Rene found. And it's a microorganism that can clean oceans and clean the air. Um, and that they use this in some way. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we, we said, um, you know, it renders Sung's work obsolete. Does it? Yes. Yeah. It was, yeah. No, I don't know. Sung is an interesting one, isn't he? Yeah. Well, you we know, have Project Khan. Um, Project Khan, yes. Yeah. Perhaps that's another miniseries. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was always the rumour, wasn't it? There was a set out of five series in the works. So yeah. is Project Khan going to be the, the, the new one? to sort of come and that there are there are going to be two TOS spin-offs yeah. that are in the pipeline. We will find out, won't we? We'll just have to see. Yeah. Uh any other thoughts on I think this is a very good series, a very good season. I think um I've I, as the season's gone on, I've noticed more and more criticism of it. And I think, you know, as as with any program, mm-hmm. there's the legitimate criticism of it. Yeah. Actually, I think it's a pretty good season. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to rewatching it for the Temple Trek, mm-hmm. um, because I really enjoyed it. I think it was really good. Yeah. yeah, and I'm looking forward to season three. There's again, there's that sort of question mark about dumping all the characters. Yeah, you know, but I'm impressed enough with season two to let to be looking forward to season three and let them tell the story they want to tell because I think they told a really good story this season. Mm. Yeah, end-to-end, it made perfect sense. There may be uh, you know, weaker areas where we just didn't really want to come into it. Yeah, okay, right, you've done it. See, you can just do it yourself. He's done this mission a million times before, and now he's... Yeah, there we go. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> yeah, end-to-end, it just it felt... Uh, like the resolution was there. Like I say, the the hide and seek element was the action beat, which did, wasn't as yep. um, uh, satisfactory as what yep. Farewell would eventually do. And yeah, like you say, we've we crested the wave of it bringing the brand new show on TV and we were really enjoying it. So there is always <laughs> that thing of like, it's that first impression. We really loved it. Then you start to think about it. Then you start to like, pick holes in plots and things like that, which comes with every series and any season that is always exactly. there. You can do it from TOS all the way up to the modern yep. shows now. Um, but that doesn't devalue this season. I think, as I've said, we're Picard season one, Picard season two. If you see them as elongated double episodes of the old T- TNG series, you can see the pattern of what they're doing. You know, you set up a, a, a trial, you set up some intrigue in the middle. There's the cliffhanger, which is the slap bang in the middle of the season. And then you've got the resolution for the last few episodes. Yep. Are you singing? <laughs> um, so, yeah. And I think it did it. I did it better than season one. Definitely. And I think of all the new seasons of all the yes. new Trek shows, um, not to say that the other ones are bad, but I think I've enjoyed the experience end to end of this season more than most. Yes, um, I agree. Uh, you know, th- there may have been uh, quibbles, but not yeah. in any way um, a bad season. No, absolutely not. Um, yeah. And I, I just, I still don't see the criticisms. I still don't get why people have hated it as much as no, they have. No, I don't either. No, I, I, you know, it's fair enough. You don't like it, you don't like it. But I don't yeah. see why they hate, you know, it's not terrible by, I mean, by anyone, surely. I mean, I can't see that at all. You know, yeah. some people like it more than others, obviously. But to really slate it, I think is very, just, just slating it for the sake of it. Mm. And, you know, worse than season one and two of TNG. Exactly. 
worse than season three of TOS. I mean, there there are some really stinker episodes out there, as we have come across. Even in Enterprise season two has not been the best either. No, exactly. (laughs) And I can genuinely say there isn't a seventh in any in any of this one. Yeah, but there we go. Um, So that is Picard. That is Picard. Now we say farewell. Now we say farewell. 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 Okay. Farewell. 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 Farewell, Picard. Farewell. Uh, and yes, season three to come with all the TNG yes. cast. Yes. Um, right. We've got three more minutes. Uh, just a quick roundup on Strange New Worlds. Obviously, we don't want to do too many spoilers and stuff. So, did you like it? I really liked it. And I also had moments of, hmm. But go, that's go all I'm going to say. No, that's all I'm going to say because you're right. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. I think it's a it's a good start. Um, it was a sort of three and a half out of five for me. Interesting. Mm. With moments that went up and moments went a little bit down as well. But I thought it was really good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, cinematic. Absolutely yes. beautiful. All those scenes in Pike's uh, cabin at the very beginning, which are in the trailer, and you see the shuttle flying over so impressive and yep. and done believably to what the pike that i know yes. uh, will be in tos yep. so the pike that i know uh, was in the cage and the pike that yep. will eventually be in menagerie i can see where this plays in and joins yes. all the dots through discovery yeah, I, season yeah, two I and three yeah um, yep. you know he's very introspective captain he's a very yes. doubtful captain um yep. you know he's always uh, thinking about the cost of his decisions yep. and that was perfectly played through this episode um spock i'm not entirely sure yet where yep. that's landing where that's going mm. what they what they're doing with the, uh to bring yes element uh but if it does lead into what will eventually happen in a mock time yep. and the reason why to bring makes certain decisions i'm all for that as well that this is this is the love story i'm sorry this could be the love story throughout yes. all of uh, strange new worlds um and the problem was very typical TOS. Yes, it was, yeah. Coming across, you know, do we violate the Prime Directive yeah. and all this sort of thing? Not as bombastic. I think my, the thing that hold, yes. held me back is that this is the pilot for a new show. Yeah. And I felt like we still haven't given the other characters a bit more to do. Mm. You know, it was mm. a bit more uh, Pike, Spock, and yes. eventually number one focused. Yep. Uh, La'an obviously got quite yep. a big chunk as well and she will eventually convince pike uh, you know um what to do with his career and things like this she has that little yep. speech at the end um but i feel like we still haven't got to meet everybody just yet no um you know and benga was brought in but he, yeah there wasn't that much more to do um so but he's he, had more to do with that more to do already than half the uh discovery bridge crew <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and half, travis of and travis yeah i was just about to say and travis half discovery crew and travis uh it's still got more lines than that i think in one scene wasn't it just yeah the whole thing um yeah but no, no spoilers but yeah i liked it but again not the strongest pilot for me for the first episode of a new series mm. not the strongest one no i and think that's, that, that's, that's it. nexus nights isn't it that is we've got less than a minute to go um where can people find you dan uh, academic check 47 on twitter find me there excellent and i'm here with temple trek and everything else as well uh that's from us and uh, goodbye everybody goodbye take care
Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this latest Nexus Nights episode. If you'd like to get in contact, you can search us on Facebook or find me on Twitter at Rider underscore Coattail. Or you can find me on Instagram at Daniel underscore Hitch underscore Writer. The show itself is a work of pure fiction on my part and all the views and opinions I express are my own and are not reflective of the rights holders of Star Trek. The intro music, The Dust Clears, and the outro music, Changes, are by Jim Hall. Check out his work and others at freemusicarchive.com. The Temple Trek Nexus Nights is hosted on Anchor FM. If you enjoyed this content and would like to support the show, follow, subscribe, review, and of course, share on social media for me. And I'll catch you next time.